Hi, I'm Lori Harp, and this is my podcast. Like most women, I wear many hats. I am a nurse, a wife, a mother, a friend, an encourager, but most importantly, I am a child of the Most High God. For many years, I believed the struggles I faced were because I was doing something wrong. I would hate myself for not being perfect. Then one day, someone told me God loves me where I am. Yes, we all face struggles and we all have things to overcome, but with God, all things are possible. In this podcast, I want to unpack the many issues facing women today. There is nothing in this life, no mistake, no flaw, no scar that is too much for God. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, let's discuss real life issues through the lens of God's love. Get ready, let's harp on it. another episode. I have the privilege today to welcome back Miranda, my daughter. Today we're going to kind of dive in a little bit deeper with the subject of fear. I know that we kind of talked about it last episode and we talked about a lot of things, but I think we wanted to kind of dive in a little bit and talk about motherhood because I know that's a subject that is kind of near and dear to your heart because although you don't want to tackle it right now, there's something maybe in the near future, maybe in a few years that you might want to tackle and it's kind of daunting I think for you I think it really is um well just because of life in general and what we're told a woman needs to be kind of the role like you're meant to be a mother but also you're supposed to have a career and you're supposed to do these things and and the more that I am in the career field and I know this isn't for everybody but specifically for me I really do want my purpose and my calling to be motherhood. Like, I I really do want to raise children and I want to like, like, I want that to be my sole like job one day when I do have kids. I think that motherhood is probably the best, hardest job that you could ever have. And I think when people say that it's not difficult, I kind of look at them side-eyed. Yeah. Like either they're not doing what they're supposed to do or they're just living in a world of (laughs) make-believe or maybe they're using a lot of Benadryl. I'm not sure. (laughs) But no, I I think there's a lot of challenges that face us. I'm not saying that, you know, just because we juggle a, a job and a career and we have so many other things that face us. I, I think that throughout history, there's always been difficulties that face women. Miranda, what do you think is the hardest part or the scariest part of motherhood that, that you fear? Well, I think there's two. Okay. I, I guess I like to answer in twos. Yes. I don't like to pick. I'm <laughs> a little indecisive. Um, I think the first one is the reason I want to only raise children is because I've been told and I've witnessed how hard motherhood is. Not that I've personally experienced it, but I see the toll that it takes on women. And it's they need help, and they have a lot of responsibility in raising a literal life form that comes out of your body. And we won't even get into the fear of birthing the child. 
but um I know I, think I know that's fear, a big a big issue in your in yeah, your world. I just think that the fear of like actually raising a child and the responsibility of raising it up and whatever it turns out to be is almost an exact representation of you in a way. And I know that's a lie because your identity can't be wrapped up in your child. But I also can see how easily you could fall into like, all right, I'm living for my child. Does that make sense? It does. And I think there is a position that has to be drawn because you can do everything right and your child can make the wrong choices. Right. And you can do everything wrong and your child make the right choices. Yeah. There's not like a perfect playbook. And I, I think that's probably the scariest part is that you have all this responsibility and it's almost like a roll of the dice of like how they're going to turn out. And I've been told many times by my wonderful mother who has um, gifted me with siblings that you can't raise them the same way that you raised the first one. Each one has its individual, each one, each child has its individual needs, its individual wants and learning ways and ways that they process. And so each child, you have to almost relearn how to raise them in ways that are actually going to work for them. And I think that is a huge stressor for me just to think about, like, I want a big family but I'm going to have to sit here and navigate for each child and there's no perfect playbook. And I think, I think that as women, we expect to be perfect in a lot of ways. And I think that motherhood comes with the exact same standard that we have to have the perfect children. They must be cleaned up. They cannot act like kids. They can't run around in the restaurant. They can't cry during church they can't misbehave at all otherwise it's a direct reflection reflection of of us and i think that is a i want your advice on how do you how do you navigate through that because wow I mean, you you've really loaded me up with a lot to unpack here so so before we move on to your next question let's yeah. unpack this yeah there's, there's several things here. First of all, how a child behaves is not a direct reflection of parenting. Okay. Because parenting is a 24-7, seven-day-a-week, mm -hmm. all-the-time situation. And you discipline your children to the best of your ability right. in the way that you feel is best for your child. Right. Now for your father and I, we always felt that the punishment should fit the crime. Mm -hmm. So we held spankings and yes, we did spank, but we held spankings in regards for things that were usually life threatening. So if you were going to run into a street or you were directly disobedient right. and the action was going to cause you tremendous harm. We wanted a sudden and very impactual effect for you. Mm -hmm. You usually got a pop on the backside, yeah. but that didn't always work. Right. So there were times that it was a matter of sitting down, looking you square in the eye and saying, now Miranda, we don't pour baby powder <laughs> over our brother five minutes before we go to take a family photo. 
but it didn't necessarily require a spanking because it wasn't something that you were innately being directly naughty, although yeah. you were more being curious or you were being something else. It was something that we had to discipline. So the discipline has to match the crime. Yeah. The other thing in that realm is that the other part of that is you never discipline angry. And yeah, so you learn to do those things. But back to the fear of those things. Yeah. The reality is the reason you're afraid here is really not a fear that is based out of a real fear. Yeah. Your fear is pride here. And I'm sorry to say that out loud, <laughs> but really what I'm hearing you say is I'm proud and I don't want somebody to know that I'm not perfect and my yeah. children don't line up in a line they, like they do right. in the Van Trapp family <laughs> and my kids don't sing and we don't walk around, you know, singing lullabies, but my kids are real and they have moments where they melt down right. and everybody's kids do that. Yeah. And if, if people act like they don't, they're deceiving you and they're probably deceiving themselves. Mm. But the other piece that I want to speak to you about is you said, if I heard you correctly, that there's not really a guide to help us raise well, our kids. Okay. Well, <laughs> so, so I want to, I want to, I want to speak to that. Okay. So you're correct. There's not a blueprint. There's yeah. not something that says, if you have a boy, you need to do A plus B equals C. And they'll become a doctor. Right. <laughs> Just kidding. Right. <laughs> or if you have a girl, do this and this and this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it would it would be nice if we had those type of guidelines. But we don't. But we do have a Heavenly Father. And right. we do have scriptures that yeah. we can lean into. Yeah. And we do have people that are around us. And what I would highly recommend is getting involved in a group around you that are Christian women that have the same issues that you have, yeah. that are real women that are willing to show their realness with you yeah. and be open and just go, oh my gosh. I am so exhausted. You know, my kid, I tried to put him down five times last night and I'm just like, does anybody else breathe a sigh of relief when their kids are asleep? I mean, I do. And you need to have those support systems yeah. and those will help battle those feels, those fears that you face in those situations. And then finally, the, the last thing I really want you to hone in on in the fear of having children. And I think a lot of this, I think not only speaking of having children, but I think it speaks to a lot of things in our lives. And that's the fear of the unknown. Yeah. I think a lot of us, Miranda, have a fear of what we don't know. You know, we can talk to people about what they've experienced, mm -hmm. but honestly, unless we walk through it, we don't really know yeah. what we're going to experience yeah. because we can say, well, that's great that you experienced that. But anytime I go through something, it's always a worst case scenario. 
Yeah. Like you may say, well, I went through blah, blah, blah and nothing happened. But it seems like when I go through something, it's like the world stops revolving and I fall down 12 times and this happens, mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is. So one of my favorite verses is in second Timothy and it's, we're not given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and the sound mind. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons that this verse is my favorite verse is because we have power, love, and a sound mind already in us because God, the father is love, mm -hmm. right? Because we talk about God is love all the time. Mm -hmm. And this, Holy Spirit is the power. He's the power behind everything. And we always talk ha about having the mind of Christ. Yeah. So that's the sound mind. So we're already equipped with what we need. Tools, right? So we don't have to sit in the corner and come up with ways to combat or come against our spirit of fear. We already have everything already in our arsenal right. to fight. So God always equips us with what we need before we go into battle. Right. It's like he gives us a measure of faith. Mm -hmm. And remember, he doesn't tell us to go out and do things without giving us what we need to accomplish it. Mm -hmm. So he tells us not to have a spirit of fear but of power, love, and a sound mind, and we already have it in us. Mm -hmm. So whenever you start to worry about the future, yeah. what's a verse that you can think of that would help you battle that? Well, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven is the first one that comes to mind because um, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper and not to harm, plans for a hope and a future. And I, I always cling to that one, first things first, if I'm anxious about whatever is going on in my life. And the second part of what you were just saying that really came to my mind is, it's it really is mindset. When it comes to unknown, you have the choice of whether or not to think of it in the most positive light or think of it in the worst case scenario light. And no matter who's experienced, that is so good and I'm really going to hold on to that. No matter whose experience says what, that has nothing to do with what you'll walk through. And yes, it could be good or it could be way worse. Like that's just part of the leaning in and trusting God that he's equipped you with what you need. And that that's so good, mom, because as I am a few years, okay, all my all the listeners. All right. I'm not planning on having kids tomorrow. I'm sorry, Ma, okay? I know you really want me to have kids yesterday. Right. But as I prepare myself to start thinking and acting and, and praying for my future children and the mother that I'll be, I think that I can really take heart in the fact that God is my source, not just in my own ways, but in the future paths that I'm going to have to face. Not just in my, let me back up. He's not just there in my battles right now that I'm facing. Mm -hmm. He's also the same God that's going to provide in those future battles that I will face. And so I don't have to fear pregnancy. I don't have to fear giving birth. I don't have to fear taking the newborn home. Instead, I can have hope 
and joy and peace and love knowing that God is going to sit there with me through every single moment. And I also have an absolutely incredible husband who is going to walk through this with me. Absolutely. So never alone, which ties back into episode one of what I was talking about, which was so good because you're not alone. Right. You have God with you constantly. That's such a good reminder because we know these things, you know, we know these things in our head, but getting them to our core beliefs and really truly walking in that faith and declaring no, God's plans are to prosper me and not to harm me. All things work together for the good of those who love and are, uh, are called according to his purpose. That's right. And we don't sometimes, have to feel that. Sometimes we have to remind ourselves yeah. what God says about us and stop reminding ourselves of what, what the world says exactly. God says about us. Amen. Because, gonna... yeah, yeah. yeah, that's good stuff because so many times we believe what the world says that God says about us. Yeah. And it's not truth. Yeah. It's not what the what God has said. God never said, oh, you're on your own about this one. And, you know, we joke about God doesn't fall off his throne because right. we hit this speed bump in our life. Right. But the other thing is, when God formed you, Miranda, and when he created you, he knew you and he knew your life from the moment that you were conceived all the way through the end of your life right. and through eternity forever right. with him. Right. He knew that you were going to accept him as your personal savior. He knew that you were going to spend eternity with him. So he knew and laid the preparation right. for these yeah. moments already ahead. Yeah. So he's already been there. He's already prepared so good. for the moments that you're about to so face. Good. He's the director of the movie. We're just watching the movie. Correct. Yeah. We just have to catch up to yeah. where he's yeah. already prepared it. Yeah. And so we don't get the bus ticket till we're about to get on the bus because we would lose the dadgum <laughs> ticket. And, and if we had the ticket way back when, we wouldn't know where the ticket was. But God knows where the ticket is, and we just have to get on the bus with him yeah. and, and figure out how to sit with him and ride through this life with him. And with him, there should be no fear. Yeah. So, so okay, we tackled your first, your first fear. My first fear. What's your second fear? So my first fear was, was how do you make them the perfect child, which the answer is you can't. Correct. I think my second fear is the actual carrying of the child. Like to actually be um, pregnant. Be pregnant and face that because, you know, I think I speak for a lot of women and it's really hard for me to even say this, but I'm terrified about the changes to my body. And a lot of people have always told me, well, once you have kids, you'll never be the same again. Or it all goes downhill from here. And again, I know this is I know this is pessimism, like like negative thoughts talking, but you know, that's what I've been told and I am terrified that I will never be me again. I will only be for my children. Well, I don't know that you will be the same. 
but I don't know that that's a bad thing. Body-wise? Body-wise, I don't know how that will change. I can't possibly look into the future for you. Right. I know there, there are millions of women that have babies that bounce right back. I know that there are several women that have babies that don't bounce back. I don't know where you'll fall, but I know you're stubborn and I know you're tenacious and I know that you take very, very good care of yourself now. Yeah. I believe that because you take care of yourself now, going into pregnancy, taking care of yourself now, if you take care of yourself through your pregnancy, and then take care of yourself after your pregnancy, yeah. I can't see that you won't have the same results. But do you have the time to do that? Because I, I, I see think, so many women, you I know, think almost you make time themselves. I think you make time for what's important. Mm -hmm. I think it would be easy to get lost in your child. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, I can see where you could say that. And I can see where you could say, do I just become mom? And but what about Miranda? And I know I know that feels it feels so selfish because I, I mean I am twenty five, so I'm a pretty selfish being, and I'm really working on that still um, because I, I've never I, had to give. I myself. don't know. I don't know that taking care of yourself is really selfishness. Yeah. As much as it is recognizing. That you need to take care of yourself. Well, I, and and I have a lot of like counterbacks to like why I want to take care of myself. I, I, I mean, think self-care is important. Yeah. Um, I think just as important, and I'm going to like this to a marriage in a way. Yeah. Because if you don't take time and take time and have date night with your husband. Right. Like even your dad and I, as crazy as we are insist upon having date night yeah, and we insist upon kissing each other every night before we go to bed. Mm -hmm. And we insist upon having a prayer. We pray together every night before we go to bed mm -hmm. and we kiss each other every day before we go to work Small because moments. those yeah. are moments that are really important to mm -hmm. us to make sure that we don't get lost. Right. So in the same regard, I think you can take small moments mm -hmm. that are focused on Miranda and focused on you. Yeah. Spending time with Jesus, with just Miranda and Jesus yes. and saying, what does Jesus say about Miranda? Yeah. Jesus says Miranda's the apple of his eye. Mm -hmm. Jesus says that she's the head and not the tail. Mm -hmm. Jesus says that she's blessed in the city and not blessed and blessed in the field. And Jesus said that she's wonderfully and fearfully made. And you spend those time with Jesus so that you remember who you are to him. And then you spend time with your husband, just you and him, because you, it, it is important to remember who you are with just him. Because, yes, the child is important, whoever the child yeah. is. Yeah. 
um, whether it's a little boy or it's a little girl or, you know, it's twins and you have, or triplets or oh, quintuplets geez, or you're whatever, really, you're really... <laughs> whatever God blesses you with. I'm just being silly. But, but what I'm saying is, yes, there is a time and a season for everything. And in the first few months, it may seem that you have to really focus and you have to be really focused on that that baby because that baby is completely and totally dependent. Right. But there is going to come a time and a season when that baby's not as dependent mm -hmm. and that baby can go to grandma oh, yeah. or that baby can go to the other grandma or that baby can go to an aunt or that baby can go to a babysitter and mama can go to the gym for 45 minutes or mama can go take a walk or a run or mama can do whatever. Mm -hmm. Mama can take time. The reality is we will make time for what is valuable to us. Yeah. And if you value your health mentally, physically, and spiritually, I think as long as you keep those things in the forefront, mm -hmm. you will not lose sight of who you are and who you are in Christ and who you are as a wife. Yeah. And then you can take on the role as being a mother. Yeah. Now I have told your dad many times that if you allow me to be Lori, I'm a much better mother and I'm a much better wife yeah. and I'm a much better nurse and I'm a much better fill in the blank. Right. It is important to take care of yourself. Yeah. And, and there is some fear in losing yourself in that process. Yeah. yeah. But at the end of the day, you can take all of those fears and you can wrap them up and you can put them in a bag and you can take that bag and you can chuck it at the feet of Jesus. And you can know that Jesus says, you know what? Cast all your burdens and cast all of those things on me because I care. And that doesn't just mean he cares. It means he will care for you. When you mm. don't have enough in you mm -hmm. to even care, right. when you're so exhausted and you can't do any more right. and you're done, Jesus steps in and he takes the gap and he takes that grace that he has and he makes the difference up and he cares the rest of the way. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to come up with solutions for all of those things. Yeah. You don't have to have the answer. You just got to take the next step. That's so good, Mom. That's so good. Yeah. And you just you just got to trust Him. And, yeah. and just know that He's got you. And I love what you said. Like, you have to be Lori. Yeah. And because when you take care of yourself, you show up as a better person for all the other roles that you're called to. Yeah. Not getting lost in the identity of being a mom or being a wife or being like, who am I? I'm a child of God. So first things first, let's go talk to Jesus. Absolutely. You've got to have that time and you've got to have that time away from everybody. Yeah. And, and even if it's 10, 15 minutes, five minutes that you steal away, my favorite time used to be the time between you guys going to bed mm -hmm. and the time that I went to bed. Because it was the time that nobody needed me. Yeah. And I could just sit and just be. Yeah. And I, I could just sit and listen to Jesus or put on praise music 
and just let my heart just be filled up so that I could tackle the next day. Yeah. That's so good. I mean, that was a phenomenal message on just advice for me. I, I've never actually asked you this question point blank, so I feel like I'm I'm really filled up with hope and joy. Um moving into eventually that role as a mother and what it comes with and and I know there's so much blessing to it yeah there is so many women will tell you like it is the best thing that has ever happened to me it is I can't say that I would ever want to be anything more than be a mom Mm. but I have to say it is honestly the hardest job I've ever done right because there's times that it's absolutely gut-wrenching hard Mm -hmm. but then the moments when it's good it's good it's good yeah I mean those moments when they walk up to you and they they look at you with those little those little faces and they just look at you with that unconditional love Mm -hmm. and tell you that they love you it's just it's it's incredible all right well we better wrap up miranda we can't keep going all night (laughs) thanks y'all for tuning in today i hope you have a blessed week i love y'all thanks so much bye guys bye bye thank y'all so much for tuning in today if you want to stay in the know for all things harp ministries check out our website at harpministries.org In there, you'll see the latest episodes of Harp On It, upcoming events, and our newly released book entitled, How Can I Leave Tall Buildings When I Can't Get My Tights On? Thank you again for tuning in today. See y'all next week.